Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to this edition of Photo Mission Focus. Terry, how are you? I'm really well. How are you? I've heard you've been to Photo Aid, haven't you? Yes, I have. It How was, was it? It was amazing. Yeah. So it was it was fantastic to be able to get in and listen to a whole heap of working photojournalists mm. and go through their kind of, I suppose, how they captured some of the shots that we've all seen in the newspapers and spread around the world on social media. And interesting, like I said, them sharing so much of their, I suppose, workflow. Yeah, amazing. That would have been really interesting to hear. The thing, the thing I kind of liked was about this particular group of journalists that were photojournalists yeah. were their commitment to honesty yeah. in the photos. Like, I mean, they went to great lengths to capture it correctly and, and yeah. not try and, you know, manipulate it. Yeah, and predominantly you're talking about the photographs they took with the um, the recent bushfires, aren't you? Yes, yeah. yes. So some of, the, some yeah. of those fires, so they – and, I mean, I, I just remember one of the photographers talked about, you know, he was in a, a town where the whole main street was wow. devastated. So he's, he's shooting and he's – there's just no way he could capture that in one image. So he yeah. took six images and stitched them together. Yeah, yeah. But he kind of made it, you know, where to the photo editor is that you need to, if you publish this photo, yeah, you'll need you need to acknowledge it's a stitched photo. Yeah, right. E- even though he hadn't added or subtracted, it was a yeah. true. It was a true representation of that yeah. scene. Yeah. But the way he captured it was using six photos. So it was, it, there was a, a level of. Um, digital manipulation to put those images together to make one image. Yeah. So, but I think in that instance, that's great that you see these journalists like that who have that incredible honesty. They want to have complete transparency over what they're doing. Yep, especially when it's um, current issues and the likes. You really want to have the right information getting to you, don't you? Exactly, exactly. So, like I said, it was really good and be able to mix with a whole bunch of photographers and just kind of be able to talk about, you know, the current events and that type of stuff. And, yeah, I mean, it's kind of getting hard now because a lot of people, I think, are losing faith in the photojournalism, the stuff we see in the newspapers and yeah. online. Yeah. Yeah, you know, fake news has become a real big thing. And, I mean... <laughs> not just from Trump. <laughs> and, and not just from Trump. That's exactly right. But, I mean, look, um, currently, you know, the world's gripped in the middle of, of the coronavirus um, yeah, pandemic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's and, quite harrowing, And, it? you know, it seems, you know, okay, we're, you wonder sometimes how much of it is true. Yeah. Some of the stuff that we're hearing and, and how much yeah. of it, some of it's been beat up and it's yeah. not maybe true. Yeah. So that's where I think we, you know... We we used to rely on photos to tell us the truth. Oh, absolutely! And nowadays, it's it's so hard to differentiate something that's been modified and something that hasn't. So yep. it's really difficult to understand, I guess, at face value if something is real or not. Exactly, exactly. And I think that kind of leads us into our question for this edition of Focus: Is can you still trust a photo with all the fake news out there? That's a really good question. I I actually would have to say I don't know to be honest, because well, there is so much. Photo manipulation happening. You were telling me about something that you saw. Yeah, look, yeah. There, just recently there was a there was a picture that was published. It was two very high profile sports stars, mm-hmm. and male and female, right? And they'd both won awards in their perspective um, sport. Mm-hmm. There was a picture taken of someone at the presentation, and the female sports star she's quite a bit taller than the male one. 
Yeah. And then eventually the picture ended up in the mainstream media with with him being taller and, and she being shorter. So it was a complete reverse. And he wasn't standing on a box at the time. They've actually no. modified the image. So the image had been obviously digitally manipulated to make it look like the male was, you know, and, and again, it's kind of like that's not that's not true. That's fake. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and then it brings in a question that anything else you see in those in that same publication is you're going to is start, that then therefore questionable? Yeah. Yeah, because we all know as photographers, we can actually make we can we can change the way the story looks mm. by the way we photograph it. Mm. You know, mm. we can add elements in there to mm-hmm. kind of be visual cues for people to take mm-hmm. them to lead them in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So. You know, if people are starting to, if in news, I mean, in news publications normally, yeah, images can't be can't be altered. No, they never used to be altered. Right. So people couldn't go and change something in there just because they wanted to. I remember there was a story that was told at Photo Aid about a uh, sports editor who had yeah. had moved the ball wasn't quite in view. <laughs> so he photoshopped the ball out of another one, and, and then once it was found out, it got sacked because it was. Obviously, that's not that picture that he showed. The ball wasn't in the optimal position. Yeah. Like it made it look like an amazing timing story. Of yeah. look at the person they've shot this at this yeah. just at the right time, but it wasn't. And I guess it's it's not just it's not just photojournalism that that comes to mind when you think about photos being edited to change your perception. It makes me think a lot about wedding photography and portrait photography as well, where people are editing things like little little airbrushing and even to quite huge editing things like removing people and changing yes. outfits. And you do it, it makes you question it because my um, my opinion as a photographer is that everything needs to be as authentic as possible. Yes, yeah, where, well, wherever. And, and like you said, I mean, in photojournalism, it sh- honesty should be it should be totally honest. Mm. And we should be able to trust it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we do we do kind of now understand that sometimes when we see um, an amazing sunset in the backdrop and something, <laughs> they're it's not probably, necessarily put there. It, it could be put, could be you know, it could be a composite image. Yeah. So it could have been comped in there to, to add to the add mm. to the image, mm. and that's fine. There's nothing mm. wrong with doing that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a great lover of composite images, and I create lots of composite images. Yeah, you do, don't you? Yeah. But I actually always. In my hashtag, if I've got a composite image, it'll always be hashtag composite will be in there because I don't want to mislead someone thinking that, wow, he's taken this amazing picture yeah. and he was, you know, the British House of Parliament and this amazing <laughs> Australian sunset in the background. <laughs> yeah. You need to disclose it. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you and, and just I think just because my style is more a natural style of photo- photographing, I very rarely even airbrush my clients and remove yep. pimples because that's how they looked on the day. Yep. Um, of course, if they're uncomfortable about it. Yep. I'll, I'll, I will, if say, with portrait photography, yes, the, the gold is try and get it right in camera. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, when you, you know, you take a couple of shots and mm-hmm. the person's moving and you're trying to pose them and, and the shot that actually works really good is when they've moved and the brass stripes just popped out a little bit. Yeah. So yeah. You, you don't, and that's the best shot, like that's the Beautiful expression on the face, mm. but there's this little distraction there. <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll go in and I'll correct that. Yes. Because I can't maybe repeat that. Yeah. Get that look, like that, yeah. that, that, that it was a, a spur of the moment yeah. reaction. Yeah. Um, so you can try and reshoot that. Sometimes and never actually ever no. get that same magic. 
Yeah, no, absolutely not. I know on a wedding day, if the bra strap's gone, you have to fix that in post, sadly. Yeah, that's and right. And I, I guess that's where I, I would change things. It's very different, though, when it comes to photojournalism, though. It is, because photojournalism, we're relying on we're relying on, it. And I think the, what's happened with photojournalism now, there's been a, a really fundamental shift with so, social media that anybody with a camera phone now can be yeah, a photojournalist. So a lot, right. of the, a lot of the stuff that gets taken and ends up, on websites like, you know, the social media sites. And, mm-hmm. and look, let's face it, a lot of people, and I'll tell you a story in a minute, and again, it's from PhotoAid, a lot of people get their news from Facebook, <laughs> right? <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> but Facebook to me is not a news site. No. And it was interesting, one of, one of the one of the um, uh, people speaking of PhotoAid is a lecturer at Monash in, yeah. in Melbourne yeah, and um, teaches photojournalism. Quite often, when a new class comes in, ask them, "So, where do you get your news from? What newspapers do you read?" Interested, and they go, oh, "I don't read the newspapers." Okay, well, what type of news, you know, magazines you follow? Oh, I don't read them. So, where do you get your news from? Oh, Facebook. Oh goodness me! And then they go, "She says, why are you doing photojournalism?" Yeah, because really, <laughs> see, I grew, I I studied at. Um NTU in Darwin. So I was surrounded by the NT News, which everybody reads. Which has absolutely fantastic fa- headlines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the headlines are phenomenal. Now, if there's anyone out there that wants to have a giggle, sign up for the NT News alerts because the front page is always comical. Yes. Always comical. Or, or, or it's, it's always sometimes a very clever play on words. Yes. I remember when a crocodile went into a public swimming pool, that was a really good headline. I can't remember what it was though. There were some great one-liners. But yep. um. Yeah, that's the only reason I would be aware of current issues because I was always reading the NT News for for giggles. Yes, <laughs> just to see what's going on. So, so it's interesting, like I said, yeah. And, and the problem is that once a, once a photo does, like someone sees a photo and they believe it, mm. even when that photo is discredited and, and proven to be a fake, mm-hmm. there's people who just still hang on to the belief that that photo was true. Yeah. They don't go, oh, it was fake. It's because oh, they saw it, I have isn't a dif- it? <laughs> I have a different, oh, my opinion's changed now because yeah. it's fake. Some people don't change. No. There no. was an interesting thing done about, I suppose, how people perceive things. You know, there was a movement many, many years ago where people would sit under the shape of a, of a pyramid. Yeah. So you'd have this, you know, this structure that yeah. you sit. And you do those camera tricks where you'd either hold no, it. No, or... no, no. The, the whole idea of this thing was that, the pyramid, when aligned with the magnetic north of the, the planet, channels energy. <laughs> anyway, I think the person who did it did it as a kind of a, a like a, a joke. Yeah, right? yeah. But it actually got traction and people actually believed it. <laughs> and I think even when they came out and said, no, no, I was actually joking. It, it's just like, a, you know, it's something I did, you know, and it's not true. And people just wanted to believe it. And even when it was... The person who came up with it discredited and said it's not real, they still wanted to believe it and they still go, no, no, it's true, it's true, it must be true. Is that like those structures that people sit in? Yeah, they sit in. Yeah. So, so it's like- <laughs> there's a house in Brisbane somewhere, I'm not going to say where it is, but there's a house that's the front yard is full of those triangular structures. structures <laughs> yeah, yes. they must, Channeling all that energy. They must, the whole house is quite eclectic. <laughs> <laughs> So it's so when once fake news gets out there, and we all know once something goes out on the internet, it's very hard to pull it back. Oh, it's impossible because it can be so. I mean, and the problem is, those images get shared and shared and shared and shared. So you never really know the original. You don't know the original yeah. source, but but people don't seem to care about asking who took the picture. Where who is took it the from? picture? What are the circumstances around this picture? Yeah. 
you know, and, and that's the thing. Like we people are quick to yeah. want to believe a photo. I mean, look, you know, the old saying, you know, um, a photo's worth a thousand words. Yeah. And I, I think it, that used to be true a while ago. But now, yeah. but now we kind of see. But even saying that, I, I look. I looked at a. I was looking at some pictures, and I can't think of the photographer. But he did a lot of crazy photography. Where he'd take us a, a person, and this might have been in the forties. Yeah. And I just remember seeing one where there's a chair in the air, and there's cats in the room, and the guy's painting. And it's it's. it's I almost want to say it's a Picasso photo. Well, it's not Picasso. Yeah, but oh. I think I think like they took so many shots to get this shot because. <laughs> weren't throwing was, the cat in the air, were yeah, they? Yeah, 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 throwing the cat in the air. I don't know how many cats I went through. You might have went through. Yes, cats were harmed in the filming of this. Possibly, <laughs> possibly. We don't condone it. But cats land on their feet when, they, when yeah. they're thrown in the air. So so this this photo was, you know, um, someone's had the idea that how cool would this look of this stuff floating in the air and mm-hmm. and, and trying to catch that, that within a frame and, and, and actually to do it. So, but... So there has always been an element of fakery in photography. Yeah, yeah. But today it's so easy that anyone with an iPhone and an app can basically remove, I mean, there's heaps of ones at the moment. I see on Facebook, you picture at the beach and you're at the beach with your friends and there's a couple of people you don't want and you just draw, draw <laughs> you just around just and, draw them out. and they're gone. <laughs> we can't trust anything anymore, can we? So, so, you, so you see this picture <laughs> and wow, look, you had the whole Bondi beach to yourself. <laughs> no, nobody, you didn't. Nobody else was there. <laughs> That so, always happens when you when you're on a wedding shoot and you're at like this beautiful pier or something. The bride and groom will always look at me and they'll say, "You can Photoshop these people out, can't you?" I'm like, <laughs> "I can, but I'm not going to." I can wave my magic <laughs> my magic wand. And get it's rid of them. yeah, and that's I think that's also setting up some expectation levels for people for um, every type of photography when they realise that imagery can be doctored in a particular way. They they're so content and happy with the fact that their images can be changed. They don't think about, is it authentic still? Is it natural? Is it how yes, it really was? Yes. It's kind of like almost people are expecting the images that you take or the images to see, they have been modified Yeah, and there could be elements that are added or removed, but they don't care. I guess it's kind of like it's just, the old school glamour photography. That wasn't real. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, there was lots of tricks to get to get those look of lighting and stuff like that. Hair combs, hair skin, and that spray, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, there's all all types of stuff. But I think, I think the scary thing now for photojournalism is that majority of people now don't read the newspaper. Yeah, they don't watch the mainstream media news. No, they do rely on social media. So when someone does circulate something, and it's not true, yeah, it doesn't seem to matter. Which which is scary because yeah, you know you can manipulate people and. It was interesting. I was I had a conversation with someone um, at PhotoAid, and I was talking about you know print media, and I'm yeah, and I was always a person who would love reading the Sunday paper. Yeah. So for and it only cancelled it twelve months ago, but for wow. we've lived in their current house I think twenty five years or whatever. Yeah. And for twenty five for twenty or for twenty four years. Sunday paper would get thrown on the front lawn. I'd go out Sunday morning, <laughs> grab that paper, unra- unwrap it, <laughs> sit there and read it cover to cover. Yeah. Right? And that I love, used to love so doing So relaxing. It. So relaxing. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of relaxing. But then it got to the point where, and this is the reason why I cancelled this, you know, getting the paper. Because you can subscribe online. No, no, not that. But every everything I read in that paper was old news. I yeah. had, There was nothing... 
towards the end there, there was nothing new other than some of the editorial pieces. Obviously, there's this editorial stuff in there, yeah. but, you know, special yeah. things. But And even, even that had been done to death because it had been promoted on Facebook that such and such, this way talks about their, you know, yeah. their challenge with yeah. this, this and that. and So you kind of already knew the the, 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 the bones of it. Yeah, um, yeah. And then obviously you'd have, if you wanted to get, the, you know, all the bits and pieces, you'd read for it. So it got to the point where I couldn't, I was frustrated. Yeah. Looking at this paper going, you're not telling me anything new. Yeah. I know all this stuff. Yeah. So so that's the reason, hence, we, we basically unsubscribe to it. So where do you get your current news from now then to I do watch Facebook? I'm a, I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a kind of thing like I do like things like Q and A. Yeah. I do like those type of programs. I do watch some of the SBS World News. Yeah, some of those are good. Some of the some of the, there there's certain ones that I like to watch because they're kind of balanced and they're not kind of too if your main your mainstream kind of channels I think are it's very melodramatic, you know Coronavirus is coming. We're all going to die. Doom and gloom. <laughs> Quick race out. Buy Bo- all the toilet paper you can toilet get your paper hands you on. Because <laughs> you're going to need it. Because you know, that's what we're going to survive on. Oh, we shouldn't joke because it could be. <laughs> we just don't know well, how it's going to turn out. Well, we don't. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and the coronavirus virus is, is, is definitely, I mean, it's already affected. But that's a really good example of fake news. So when the coronavirus first came out, it was, there was multiple stories out there. And yes. none of them were the same. Yeah, there was there was a whole range of yeah. So people identified as having the virus. People have passed away from the virus. Yep. How they how they're dealing with it. None of that information was was kind of consistent and correct. And you didn't really know what was going on from switching one channel to the other. You just don't know. No, I watched something last night which was which was interesting, and it feels like the coronavirus has been around for a lot longer than it actually has. Yeah. And look, this obviously by the time this podcast goes to air, this, this it'll be it'll be a little bit longer. But last night when I was watching it, they're saying it was sixty three days since the very first it was very first discovered. Right. So it's only only two months ago that it was first discovered in China, and now it's literally in every nearly every country across the world. Yeah. It is spread. So even if they're trying to contain it, it's it still it hasn't spread. worked. No. It's spread everywhere. I mean, yeah. and the thing about it is now that we've um. The way we travel, like people, the world's so small mm-hmm. in reality now. Mm-hmm. Where something that would happen in China, in in a little province, for it to now be basically in every touching every yeah. country in the world, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, and now I think while this, you know, and it was interesting watching this because they were trying to debunk a lot of because there's been so much fake news around. Mm. You know how you're gonna t- how you're gonna catch it. You know. Um, and they were talking about how this virus, you know, is transmitted and how it lives, and it can it can live on surfaces, right? Depending on the on the temperature and that type <gasps> of stuff. Yeah, so it um, things like metal surfaces, like hand railings and stuff, it can survive quite a long time on there, and that's why they're saying it's so important to to, to wash your hands after you've touched stuff. Yeah, right. Because I mean, and, and this is the thing, and I, I was only thinking about this today. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting there having a sandwich, and I'm, you know, what do you do? How do you eat a sandwich? With your hands. You pick it up with your hands. So you know, if you just Kind of metal touch, table, touch the table. If, say, well, you've just come out of somewhere and you, you might have washed your hands, but then you've grabbed the door handle to shut the door. Yeah. You've washed your hands, you've just touched this door handle. Yeah. And then you go and pick up your sandwich and eat it. Potentially, <laughs> potentially, you make yourself quite sick. Potentially, you could be then passing the virus onto yourself that you've just picked up off that hard surface because you don't think about, 
you know, you've just washed your hands. Yeah. And I've just walked from the bathroom to the table to eat. So why would you need to wash them again? I need to wash them. Yeah. I just wash them. <laughs> but in reality, like, it can happen. So it's, it's yeah. interesting. But like I said, people, I think one of the motivations for people putting in fake news out there is just simply to get – just get – to people that people will read it and like it and share it, mm, and mm. and um, we know that yeah you know, some people on social media just want that that kind of attention yeah and they'll get the attention however they want like I mean mm. they'll they'll deliberately do something mm. and like I said but it's bad when even like mainstream media are manipulating photographs yeah can you think of any other photographs that have been? oh I think there's been quite a few because there has been quite a few there's been quite there? a few people people usually get caught out yeah um there was a, and, and there was there was one there I think recently too it was a, a big photo award where there was a picture of of some wildlife it turned out to be that the the wild it wasn't wildlife it was actually a um you know there had been a um taxidermist you know they yeah right stuff <laughs> Animal, and that made it look like the, the. And it was supposed to be like it was caught in the wild. That, that, that animal was not wild. Anyway. Was it like one of those crazy taxidermy cats with like the eyes in two different directions? Or? No, it wasn't quite. But, <laughs> but I mean, that that's the thing where that that particular photographer got caught out. Yeah. You know, and I think they won an award, but then they got caught out, and I think it. You know, it all, it's been a few like that, hasn't there? Recently? But some people will still look at that picture and go, "Oh wow, that's amazing! Look, the picture they've yeah. got of that." Of that animal, I can't think what it was. It might have been a lion or a tiger or something like that. Someone can go and well, remember Google the platypus. It. The first pictures of the platypus that were taken back, or the first platypus that was taken back to the UK for like um, scientific. Were, scientific purposes. They yep. they thought that it was a combination of lots of different animal animals sewn together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they thought that it was fake. In fact, <laughs> look at this animal. Someone's made weird. Weird stuff. So. <laughs> We've been talking about can you trust a photo? And I think unfortunately these days not so much. You can't really trust a photo. I think if you see something, you need to we all need to do this more. We need to question it. Yeah. And I think that that's a really good point because we've lost our ability to be curious. And I think it's really important to stay curious throughout your whole life. Doesn't matter how old you are. Yep. Still find out what's going on with something, find the original well, I, th- I think the don't don't be prepared to have things just dished up and just take it at face value. Um, I think now you have to basically ask some questions about where was that photo taken? Who was the photographer? Mm. If those if that information is not readily available, why isn't it readily available? Because you know, if someone if you took a photo, yep, you make the information about you as a photographer. Mm. quite readily available mm-hmm. where you took that photo, mm-hmm. you'd have no qualms. Absolutely. Explain if someone said, Terry, where did that where did you take that photo? Yeah. And you say such and such and such and such. Yep. Whereas if someone can't give that information where it's a oh, photographer unknown. Yeah. Which is Which yeah. I tell you what, you see that a lot on Instagram, don't you? You see images being stolen as per se. Yes. It happens all the time and people aren't tagging, they're not mentioning and they're not doing anything and it's just it's becoming the new norm. Yes. Why should you credit the photographer? <laughs> Why should? Yeah, yeah. That's what, another. That's another discussion. Have, <laughs> what role did they have yeah. in creating this image? That's that's the next topic. <laughs> that could be a whole whole episode in itself. Yeah. So, so look, yeah. So look, I think unfortunately, you can't trust photography as as you used to be able to. Mm. And in saying that, it's not it's not a it's not a broad brush process. There is some photographers and some photojournalists that you can trust. So you have to kind of go. You have to weed through. Yeah. And find the people. So when you see a picture from a particular photographer that you know you've you've built a bit of a 
you've followed them and you've understand that they, they're very truthful in their mm. images, mm. you can believe their images. Mm-hmm. Not to say that someone takes their image and then manipulates it yeah. and changes the whole image to be something completely different. Yeah. That can happen as yeah. well. So. Yeah. So yeah. look, sadly, as much as I'd like to say... Yes, you can. You can trust every photo. You can't. No, you can't. <laughs> so for all the listeners out there, when you see a photo, if it looks too good to be true or it looks, maybe question it. Yeah. Maybe ask a few yeah. more questions. Maybe, and even, I suppose to a point is, if you can't think, if you can't kind of make out that the image is true and proper, maybe don't share it. Don't, don't make. Yeah, don't give it the notoriety. Don't give it the notoriety because that's what. Maybe the person created hope that would happen that people would see it and then yeah. share it. Yeah, I agree with you. Don't share it. <laughs> Don't share it. Anyway, as always, if you've got something to um, to add to the conversation, definitely drop a comment and we'd be happy to yeah to respond. Great. Yeah. All right, Terry. Until next time. Thanks. See ya. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. If you enjoyed the show today, please leave a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a subject for our next show, also leave that in the comment as well. Thanks for listening.